You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. SmackDown from April 4th, 2017. The first episode of SmackDown after WrestleMania. Uh, today, joined as always by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary. Smackdown from April 4th, 2017. The first episode of SmackDown. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Just heard myself there. Okay. We are good. Uh, guys, uh, big episode of SmackDown last night. Uh, the end of a very long four or five day event. Uh, Raj, what did you think about the show overall? Uh, I didn't think it was as good as Raw. I thought, you know, it's great seeing Nakamura finally called up. Um, I thought it was great seeing Ty Dillinger as well. Um, but man, that Orton stuff just kills me. That just takes me right out of it. And as soon as they announced that as the main event, it just, it just like, it was like a, a balloon deflating. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, I thought it was a really good show other than the Orton stuff. Absolutely. Uh, Glenn, Glenn, what did you think about uh, last night's show? Was it... Uh, Anywhere near the equivalent 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 of Raw. This felt like pre-live, pre-draft. It's the B-Show SmackDown last night. Really lackluster way to end WrestleMania week, in my opinion. Um, I thought the mid-segment was great. Love Nakamura. Love seeing Ty Dillinger. But yeah, man, that that Orton Styles stuff, the main event, that was just tough. That was really tough. And uh, it's funny, you know, they did a dark uh, main event for the audience there to keep them around and for that for 205 Live, uh, Ziggler versus Nakamura. Man, would have loved to see that on the show last night. That would have really improved it, I think, twofold. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like since he just debuted, I kind of like that they don't give away too much. So I, I think they should have announced a match for him next week because yeah. that's one of the you know problems I talked about a lot of times with the Postmania Raw is that it's the highest rated show of the year, but they don't keep people for the following week because they don't really announce anything so it would have been good for them to announce something with nakamura for next week just to kind of uh keep the people watching tonight you know uh wanting to come back next week yeah just such a dead show yeah uh, i agree i mean things started off good with the uh, hall of fame and it wrestlemania of course was huge raw was fun and this was just too much it felt like um but yeah let's just kind of go through the show from the start uh, so new WWE champion Randy Orton came out and he got booed a bit, uh, which I thought that was kind of interesting. It doesn't seem like we really know how to feel about him. Uh, Bray Wyatt interrupted him. Of course, the sp- uh, spooky music was there and he challenged him to a house of horrors match. <laughs> uh, and he promised Orton will be sentenced to eternal damnation. Uh, Raj. How did you feel about the House of Horrors challenge being laid out? This stuff has gone, for me, uh, from bad to brutal. And, uh, you know, Eric Rowan coming back, it's like, that's how they bring every member of the Wyatt family back. It's, you know, the sneak attack. And that's how they did it with Luke Harper twice. I'm just done with this. And, And I feel like it's a step down for Luke Harper to keep being stuck with this Wyatt family stuff as opposed to moving on and, and, and trying something different. Um, so yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was bad. Yeah. That was terrible. Uh, Glenn, uh, did you also feel it was terrible? Oh God. I mean, you know, for a second though, I perked up. I thought they were alluding maybe to the insane clown posse coming back. Uh, you know, (laughs) house of horrors being uh, one of their times back in the day. It's like, this is how we get them back in the ring, man. You know, it's been too long. It's been what 15 years. Uh, but yeah, it's just all I kept thinking was WWE creative invested money in that overhead projection technique and they're not letting it go to waste. So we're just going to see, you know, more uh, maggots, worms, roaches, and God knows what else that they're going to project on the ring for this stupid match. Maybe there's some eight-year-olds out there. They're really into this. I don't know. But, and then Wyatt's team ends up losing anyway, and Rowan yeah. loses in his, in his return. So, so just, silly. You know, they're just back to – Rowan's back to being the job guy for the Wyatts. Hope, I don't know if this – Wyatt drops him after, you know, failing right off the bat or not, but um, – it's just it's just a treadmill and just running in place with the, those guys right now. And what's with Rowan's mask? He looks like he's been hanging out with Sanity. 
<laughs> he, got, he got a new mask. So when he went away last time, he kind of teased that he was done with the gimmick because he on social media, he, he burnt or buried the mask. And he comes back with the new mask and then he gets fought off right away at the beginning of the show. And then he does the job at the end of the show. So I don't think uh, Big Red is in line for another push. Do you guys have any hopes for him in the future? Not now. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, no. Especially he's, he's stuck, you know, like they tried to break him off uh, that one time and that failed miserably. Uh, it's unle- until you can get them away from the whole Wyatt gear and just com- like a complete break. Uh, these guys are just kind of always attached to that and attached to that Wyatt jobber, you know, jobber, the Wyatt family stigma. And, and it's going to be impossible to break out of it. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate over the uh, the brand split. I mean, Braun Strowman got to break away and he's done way, way, way better than anyone would have guessed. But uh, Harper and Rowan are just doomed to uh, repeat this forever. Uh, next up, we went to Naomi and Alexa Bliss. Uh, one-on-one match. It went about 11 minutes. Uh, Naomi picked up the clean win here. Uh, Raj, what did you think about this? Um, I thought I actually I thought it was fine. Um, I'm curious. I thought they would have saved this for this, you know, for the SmackDown pay-per-view. So I'm kind of curious where they're going to go. I, I, I'm assuming there's going to be some, you know, with the whole shakeup thing next week that some women will be moving back and forth. So I don't know if Alexa goes to Raw and Charlotte comes to SmackDown. I could almost see them doing that. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was it was it was fine. Yeah, Glenn, uh, did you have any thoughts on it? Just glad they kept the belt on Naomi. I thought it was like, oh, great. We're going to see another Zack Ryder situation 24 hours later reversing uh, the victory. <laughs> so that was nice. Her finisher, it, man, she's just got to get a little smoother. That spider twist, the submission. She was doing that like leg lock full Nelson. Um, I thought it looked a little messier uh, this time than it did at Mania. So I don't know. I think if you can get that down, that's a sick move to end with. Do you think this is like a way to blow off the feud and possibly Alexa Bliss is headed for Raw? Yeah, I think um, after next week, we're going to get a big reset button on all these SmackDown storylines. And that was the thing last night that was the most frustrating is it really, really, really felt like we're treading water, guys. I mean, when it felt like creative, right? This was creative at the end of their streak. They had their busiest week ever. Um, I didn't watch 205 Live last night. I dread to think how that was in terms of quality of product, because I think Uh. this was like, we just got to make it through, guys, and we get to go home for a couple days. Um yeah, it really felt like it, and it felt like Vince was saying, hey, we're going to do this this uh, shake-up next week, and then after that, focus on, you know, this really felt like B-Show SmackDown last night. Yeah. One thing that kind of struck me during that match is how JBL uh, had kind of a good point, saying, like, Alexa Bliss, uh, she had all the odds stacked against her, and, you know, she had to defend her title six-on-one, so it wasn't really fair, and Otunga had yeah. to, like, come up with something, so... Things like that, I wish I always had uh, a bit more of an explanation. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we had our first big debut of the night. Uh, Kurt Hawkins issued an open challenge, and believe it or not, they had 10 seconds to get out there, which, uh, <laughs> of course, led to Ty Dillinger coming out. Huge pop from the crowd, so that was cool to see. Uh, match went about three minutes. Uh, Raj, what did you think about this? And did you think it was a good debut for Ty Dillinger on the main roster? I did. I mean, this was the perfect crowd to do it in front of. He, he came across as a big star or a bigger star, like someone important that you should pay attention to. Uh, I'll see. I mean, we'll just got to see where he goes in a few weeks from here. Um, you know, I, I think, I think, uh, I mean, will he be like Daniel Bryan? where he had this chant and he's and he gets over with the crowd or will it be something where the crowd likes the chant but you know after that's over uh there's not i mean he's good in the ring obviously he's really good in the ring but um does he have the promo skills uh to be at that top level and you know smackdown the lack of star power is it's a it's a great place for him because he could uh easily be placed you know in the uh in the intercontinental title picture soon so I, I i think it was a good move yeah absolutely I, I could see him taking on guys like dolph ziggler uh oh man they need they need a lot more guys in that kind of area but yeah for sure 
Uh, Glenn, what did you think about the debut? And do you have any hopes for the long term for Ty Dillinger uh, on yeah. Raw or SmackDown, I guess? So glad to be proven wrong. It seemed like this was never going to happen. Uh, they was passed over so many times for a call-up. So, I mean, great for him, right? This is well-earned, uh, well-deserved victory, this debut on the main roster. Um, Kurt Hawkins, I think this was one of the longest matches he's had on TV, non-paper. <laughs> Um, I think he had one on a pre-show with Mojo that went for like uh, maybe six or seven minutes. But uh, yeah, for Ty, you know, I, I really hope that they do something with him. I hope this isn't another Tyler Breeze situation or one of these guys they're going to bring up. It's going to get lost in the shuffle. But great, great reaction from the crowd last night. And uh, yeah, let's hope uh, in this whole shakeup business, he doesn't get overlooked. Yeah, that kind of struck me as well that you, you know, how you mentioned the, the match times because so many people have beaten him. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Hawkins in like 30 seconds that it almost wasn't that impressive uh, for Ty Dillinger to need three minutes to do it. Yeah, I think it was more um, of a showcase for him than anything else. I mean, I think Hawkins, you know, the most uh, notable thing in my mind, aside from how much they uh, just botched bringing him back was uh, what was that Dean Ambrose yeah. defeating him in a split second on the way to the ring, you know, to cut a promo. Oh. So yeah, Hawkins is pretty low as far as it goes on the rung, you know? Uh, do you want to see Hawkins show up on Raw, or do you think it just doesn't even matter at this point? <laughs> I, I think uh, they got to do something. Uh, reboot the character. Come on. I mean, it's just it's bad, right? I mean, I, I don't know. The Spirit Squad technically was still on the roster um, up until <laughs> a couple true. weeks ago. Um, yeah. So I think Hawkins, I don't know. If I, if I had to place my money, I know they just brought him back, but I don't know. I mean, maybe someone in creative likes him, but it seems like they're really not making an effort. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even think it's worth repackaging him. I mean, yeah. he's not a he's not a star, so why why bother? I mean, he's there to be, you know, a guy to get people over, and um, you know that's his job. So you know, really, there's no benefit to moving him to Raw or SmackDown because you already got you know gender and guys like that on Raw, yeah, uh, for that same purpose. So um, it's just, I mean, you could swap out job guys, but I don't think you get anything, you know, gain anything from that. You know what? His gimmick is actually perfect for NXT. Um, I think if they put yeah. him back in NXT right now, I think NXT could use him because after Nakamura and Dillinger, NXT is looking pretty bare. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Mean, I, Drew Drew McIntyre back, so that helps yeah, replenish it a little bit. And uh, but yeah, I agree. NXT, like I, I was just thinking, what a awesome takeover they had uh, this past weekend. But there's nothing really that's interesting, you know, that's got me interested to watch it going forward right now. Yeah. I mean, we'll see wh where they go with these TV tapings, but um, Bobby Roode versus, and, and I'm assuming they'll go with Drew McIntyre uh, as that top contender. I love, I like Drew, um, but that just, uh, it just doesn't grab my attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, that was very surprising to see Drew show up in NXT. He's made such a name for himself uh, on the indie scene. And NXT needs a lot of people, but I, I feel they don't need him because he should be on the main roster right now. Maybe in this shakeup it'll happen, but probably not. Uh, next up on SmackDown, Mojo Raleigh was interviewed. Uh, <laughs> he, and Glenn, Glenn, I'm going to give you some credit here. Uh, I rewatched uh, our podcast from last week, and you yeah. said he might win this, mm -hmm. and we both laughed at you. Yeah. Uh, he, he did, man. And it showed this week. They got no idea what they're doing with him or where they're going. That what now, now I'm, I'm pretty much a mark for Mojo. I mean, I like the guy. I like his energy. Wow. Um, look, like a lot of the IWC, I think when he was on Breaking Ground, he really redeemed himself as being a guy that, that lives this and wants this um, and is really genuine. So I think when he's sincere, it's so good. This felt so awkwardly scripted. And the way that it went between him doing the hype character to his thing about, I was on the dance floor, man, I wish I could have seen Andre out there on the <laughs> dance floor. It was just like, who wrote this? I mean, like, this sounded to me like somebody gave him three sets of notes. And it was so painful to watch. I don't think they have a clue what they're going to do with him right now. Um, and I feel bad that like this was his crowning moment of victory and it, that was just such a terrible promo even that thing like are you feeling it and I, it wasn't charlie uh, it was the other uh woman interview she was like uh no <laughs> you know like he was just <laughs> no reaction no pop it was that was so bad that was so bad and him keeping invoking andre in the spirit of andre the giant i think that that's got to be a vince note right i mean that's that's really that's just painful that promo was painful last night it yeah it was bad i i don't know who wrote that I want to see Andre on the dance floor line or how that got approved or what that means. 
And, and like you said, I felt so bad for him because she just like put him down like, no, yeah. no, not it's feeling painful. it. painful. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And me, I mean, God forbid that's the gimmick. God forbid Vince said, you're going forward, you're talking about you got the spirit of Andre now, and that's how they're going to book him in, the, in these storylines. I mean, this that will be just a train wreck. Maybe it'll be a watchable train wreck, but I'm not optimistic after that promo last night. Yeah. Uh, Raj, what do you think? Is, is Mojo Raleigh going to be they're investing in him a little bit, but do you think it's going to fall on its face or does he maybe have a little something? Are they investing in him? I mean, like I, you know, like I said at, uh, on Sunday, um, him winning that battle Royal, in my opinion, was not to get him over, uh, to be a top guy or, you know, and I think this just proved it. It was done to get Gronk in there and to create highlights for sports center. Um, Whereas I think that it w- you already had enough Sports Center moments on this show with with Cena, you could have had Gronk get involved, but Mojo still lose and and use it to get somebody over. Um, I, I mean, this is what I said about Mojo before. I just don't see them doing much with him, and this kind of shows them. You know, this promo shows you w- what they think of his character, someone not to take seriously, and a big goofball. Yeah, it, it seemed like for the first time. He's never got great reactions, but last night the crowd was definitely not into him. And I could definitely see that backlash growing in the future. Well, his character sucks. And I, I've said oh, yeah. it before, if, un- until he changes that. And, and doing that, being like that in person is one thing. But when you turn that up, because, yeah, you're supposed to, you're the best characters are the ones that are an extension of yourself. But that one is not one, at least for a baby face. It's, it just gets really annoying. And uh, I think if you did that as a heel, maybe that might work. But um, yeah, you just I, I, I just don't see this character working out. And, it, and he's got some impressive stuff in the ring. So I'd like to for them to tweak it and, and figure, come up with something for him, because I think he definitely could be an asset. Um, but yeah, this this isn't it right now. I think if you would have run out through the crowd last night, in his gear, holding the trophy, doing high fives, doing his entrance. I think the crowd would have received that well. I think he could have gone into the ring, got a 30-second promo, you know, talking about calling his shot, calling that he's going to go for something bigger and better after this, thanking the crowd. I think that would have been a great crowning moment of victory, and I think that would have gone over so much better. But that interview was just so awkward. It was painful. Yeah, yeah, Raj, kind of like you're saying, just his character, he strikes me as a guy in real life I wouldn't want around me. Like... (laughs) Like Gronk. <laughs> yeah, he would annoy me. I don't want him over at a party. And they showed him in that ride-along show just, like, screaming his head off at other cars. Like, yeah, not not for me. Not for me. Yeah, maybe when I was 17. But <laughs> don't want to hang out, go to the club, drink some Pedialyte, you know, stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, next up, a huge WrestleMania rematch with the stipulation. Dean Ambrose and uh, Baron Corbin is street fight. Uh, this time, uh, more interesting, I think. Uh, Glenn, what did, what did you think about this match? Was it better than their WrestleMania? Uh, this is the match they should have had. They should have had this match on Sunday. Um, I think that, yes, it would have been on the pre-show. I know they used tables for the match with Steph. I know that they had, you know, the ladders for the tag match. But, man, had this been a street fight, I think this, this match was really good last night. Um, it was solid and it just, it had a little more, it popped, it popped more because of the weapons and the street fight element. I think at mania, the crowd was a little indifferent to it on the pre-show. And I think this would have, would have fixed that. I'm pretty sure they just didn't want to involve, um, that with what they had with triple H versus Rollins later the same night with the unsanctioned match. Oh, completely agree. That that's exactly what ran through my mind uh, on SmackDown. Uh, it seemed like a case of these two, They've received enough television time this year that they just were two pieces of a puzzle and they just had to be put together, you know, in the lead up to the show. There wasn't a great reason for them to feud a scene. But yeah, I'm with you. I thought that match last night was a lot better. Uh, It would have gone over uh, on the WrestleMania show. Um, It's too bad they didn't get that opportunity. Um, I guess. Do you see either of these guys potentially switching shows to, to start off on Raw? I don't know. Um, I could see them keeping them both on the same show. I mean, Corbin on Raw would actually be interesting. I feel like Ambrose would just end up probably jobbing out to, uh, <laughs> you know, the top of the roster. I think they would have Ambrose go full face and then just have him lose probably to to Roman and um, Joe and those guys. But I could see Corbin. 
I could see Corbin going over and being a mid Carter. Well, it sounded, it seemed like this was, you know, Corbin winning here was done to keep this feud going. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm guessing that'll be at the next SmackDown pay-per-view. So I, I would, I wouldn't assume, uh, that that's what they're doing. Cause it would be weird to have Corbin beat your intercontinental champion and just go to the next show. And, and Ambrose, you don't want, I mean, I guess you could switch the U S and intercontinental title, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't see it happening. Yeah. But yeah, we, no, that, we, we, uh, we skipped the, the, the highlight of the show. <laughs> Did I miss the highlight? Well, oh man. What was, well, the was that important show? to talk about the street fight with Corbin and, and <laughs> I just had to get right to <laughs> Ambrose. I mean, come on, man. Raj, how are you? Uh, no, uh, Miz, Miz and Maurice getting their well-deserved encore last night doing, oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Snakey. I had that. I had that next on my notes. Yeah. I skipped yeah, that. Okay. Um, Yes, Miz and uh, Miz and Maurice came out once again, a third time with their spoof of John Cena and Nikki Bella. Uh, of course, this was all just to set up uh, what people have been waiting for for a year, uh, as the as the violins played and uh, Nakamura has made his uh, SmackDown main roster debut. Guys, were you thrilled to see this happen? Raj, what did you think about uh, the segment as a whole? I thought it was great. And, you know, I think I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast on on Saturday, um, but I was saying like uh, Nakamura and The Miz would be a good first, you know, first feud for Nakamura. I know everyone wants to see AJ Styles and Nakamura, and I do, too. But doing that on a throwaway pay-per-view when he first comes in is not the way to do it. You want to build it like a big event like SummerSlam. Um, So to expose people to Nakamura, I think The Miz is the perfect kind of heel because he's so obnoxious. He could be really uh, irritating and get people on Nakamura's side. Now, I don't think these will be the best matches that Nakamura will have on the main roster. Uh, but who knows? I mean, Nakamura... Um, I, thought his, I thought Nakamura's matches with Bobby Roode were really good, but a little disappointing at times. Uh, like, I, I was expecting more. Um, so we'll see what he could do with The Miz. But I, I'm assuming that that's what they're doing. Like, him coming out with The Miz's segment was leading to their leading to them feuding i think it's a it's a good start yeah absolutely uh glenn what did you think did this kind of live up to your expectations of how you think nakamura would land on the main roster uh i thought it was good i thought the entrance was good i think um the violin player having him out there was a nice touch um i'm sure it was louder in the the arena there seems like at home i almost wanted the music yeah i think they should have kicked up the volume on everything though just to really convey that energy because you could look at the crowd and they were going crazy but it still somehow at home didn't sound loud enough you know the pop the music all of it um but i thought that it's great to see him there would have liked to have seen him wrestle um but the, I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird that it's like I'm jealous of the crowd that they got to see the dark match with Ziggler and Nakamura just because I'm, I'm curious. I'm like, man, how would that be? I, I mean, it's online. It's not. Yeah, I think we have it on our site. I'll have to check it out. I mean, I think that those two actually is, think are capable of putting on a pretty good match. He, Ziggler would probably be my pick after the Miz of who to put him with right now to not uh, blow their wad too quick. Ugh. I well, think the, the problem is Ziggler is a step down star wise. That is you know, true. Like that Miz yeah. is, has been in a high-profile position, whereas Ziggler, you know, was in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I think Ziggler in the ring, though, uh, is is pretty solid. You know? Absolutely. So I think doing matches on SmackDown, but not being that not that not being his rivalry, uh, yeah. you know, is probably a way to go. Um, it's, man, it's disappointing what they've done with the Ziggler because that would have been oh, a yeah. great feud if if he was higher on the card. You know, it's funny, um, and I read this a lot online too, and I even had to do double take at first. The Cena and uh, Nikki parody, a lot of people, especially watching an SD, weren't even aware at first that it was not actually Cena yeah. and Nikki, which I thought yeah, was great. They were, they were booing when they came out. I mean, <laughs> Miz had me for a second because I was like, wait, Cena is not supposed to be here tonight. And uh, yeah, when he came out, he was, I mean, he just did that those mannerisms perfectly. Oh, yeah. even the running to the ring. I mean, it was beautiful. Just right, the way and because I, I figured oh, it yeah. was going to be, um, I figured it was going to be Miz and Maurice, but when he came out, I for a second I was like, "Wow, I think it's Cena," but yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, I, I think, I think Maurice should stick with this Nikki Bella outfit and the and the hair. <laughs> she was good. Uh, yeah, she she's just doing like just like facial expression wise, she's fantastic. Like, I had no idea she was so good at comedy. You know, if you would have asked me like a month ago. Um, but yeah, Nakamura, certainly a, a good, interesting debut. Uh, I think, I mean, him and Miz are going to have like a clash of styles. 
but Miz is certainly a good wrestler. He, he's not known for great ones, so for great matches usually, but uh, definitely going to be interesting. Do you guys think as a whole, I'll, I'll, Raj, I'll ask you first, like, do you have high hopes for Nakamura? Is, is this somebody Vince McMahon is going to get? I don't know. Um, the, the thing is, Vince is, he's toned down a lot on what people he wouldn't push in the past that he's done now. I mean, he gave, you know, Kevin Owens had that, you know, decent run with the title. Um, so it's changed. I mean, WWE has never really had a big Japanese star. And when you think about the number of Japanese wrestlers and, and, and top wrestlers in Japan and not to have one, uh, in WWE tells you something. Um, Ed, Nakamura is unique. He's got a very unique charisma, but you know the fact that he can't cut long prom- promos, and that's why I think SmackDown's a better fit too, because they usually don't have the long, drawn-out promos uh, to open every show. But um, yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I, my gut says, my gut says he'll be over for a while, and then in a year they'll probably he'll start going down the card. Um, and but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Glenn, what do you think about Nakamura's long-term potential? Well, with uh, the shakeup coming, I don't think we're going to see AJ versus Nakamura if the rumors are true and AJ is going over to Raw. So that pretty much means Nakamura is going to go from The Miz to who? I mean, to Corbin, or not Corbin, pardon me, to Ambrose, um, to Orton, or to uh, Roman Reigns when he's over on the brand? I mean, I don't know. That, I guess that's my curiosity is immediately what are they going to do post The Miz? Um, I don't see The Miz as being a long feud for Nakamura. So I could see them putting him at the top, but man, I worry if it's going to be Nakamura versus Roman Reigns. I, you know, I wouldn't mind Bray Wyatt. I think it would freshen him up a little. And, and if they get away from all the hocus pocus stuff and just have a, a serious <laughs> feud and, and without maggots being projected on the ring, um, I think that would be that, that could be interesting. And, and Orton, if you. We'll see how the fan how the fan reaction is to him in in a couple of weeks because this is the post mania crowd. But if yeah. he continues getting booed, maybe just stick with it and stick with him as a heel. And and him and Nakamura on paper uh, should be good. Um, but then again, um, you know, I thought Wharton and AJ Styles would be great, and their matches under delivered. I just think uh, outside of NXT, especially that whoever he's feuding with, with The Miz is great because whoever Nakamura is feuding with is going to have to do enough talking for the both of them um, in these promos. And I just cringe if it's if it's Bray, man. <laughs> like, like, oh, good. So we're going to get oh, man. extra, extra large Bray Wyatt promos. And then Nakamura is going to get two words in. Yeah. And that, that's an important thing to keep in mind, too, is that this is the post-mania crowd. So Ty Dillinger, crazy big pop. Uh, Nakamura, huge ovation. So... Uh, I'm going to be really interested to see in the coming weeks how these guys do in the Midwest or, you know, just all these different territories Yeah, uh, that they have. Uh, so after that, uh, Shane McMahon and AJ Styles had a segment together. Uh, it ended up being kind of interesting. Uh, they came out and, and basically just had a, a show of respect. They, they uh, shook each other's hands. AJ playfully was going to punch his boss and then pulled back. They had a good laugh over it. Uh, Raj, what did you think about this? And do you think this is the beginning of an AJ Styles face turn? That's what it looked like to me, unless it turns out to be a swerve next week and AJ went behind Shane's back to go to raw, you know, and he was just being a swarmy heel. Um, but I, I mean, the crowd has been, AJ gets louder reactions than most of the baby faces on the roster. So crowd's been dying for AJ to turn babyface. Will his, you know, he's just so good in the ring that he'll be over as a babyface regardless. I don't know if his promos are as effective as a babyface, um, but uh, the fans want it, and I, th- I think that's the right move. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And, and um, one thing with that, Raw is so stacked with babyfaces right now. They need more top heels. And um, so if AJ does move to Raw... I, I'd, I'd almost keep my heel in, in that case. And then you got AJ versus Finn Balor, AJ versus Seth Rollins. You got all these, you know, AJ versus Reigns, who, who they had spectacular matches last year. So it just opens it up to all these great, po- you know, possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Glenn, what did you think about the segment, I guess, as a whole? And do you want to see Styles head on over to Raw? 
Um, you know, I like Styles on SmackDown, I, but I think the thing to keep in mind is that with the shakeup not being the draft, we are going to get a draft in three or four months. Um, so maybe this will be short term. Uh, whatever movements happen, there will be further shuffling as we get later on in the summer, closer to SummerSlam. Um, I like the segment. I think the segment ended how a lot of us predicted it would, it was kind of a nice resolution beat to the whole thing. Um, isn't it funny, though, after that match that AJ looked more beat up than Shane? Uh <laughs> in the whole thing shane i mean god he, he does this i mean it was kind of the same thing last year last year he was faking that limp when he came out at raw uh but it's amazing just for a guy that that is not a regular wrestler to put on these type of matches and appear perfectly normal you know a day or two yeah later. well shane's punches are so bad yeah. that you know he yep. potato shotted chris jericho chris jericho talked about it on his podcast at survivor series and kept you know uh, potatoing him a couple times and finally Jericho had to hit him back and you know it's like to say lay, you know lay off um, yeah so yeah well it's hard to coordinate yeah. your hands in when you're moving your feet that fast as well I mean let's give the guy <laughs> give the guy a break here you know doing the the shuffle yeah I, I've always I've thought Shane throws the worst punches in wrestling since Sid Vicious but apparently I guess yeah Shane's actually hurt quite a bit so that that makes him double bad um and then after that, uh, we moved on to the main event of the show. There's only four matches on the show. Randy Orton and Luke Harper versus Bray Wyatt and Eric Rowan. Uh, as we stated before, Rowan took the pinfall here uh, in his return. Uh, Raj, what did you think about this match? And kind of, it, it, I guess it was the way to end the entire WrestleMania festivities as a whole. <laughs> I, I really think they should have ended with that Cena. I mean, the, the Miz Nakamura segment. I think that was a hot segment. It would you know, and uh, ending with this, uh, you know, you know what I think. I, I think, I mean, <laughs> the match itself I thought was nothing. And, um, you know, I just, this Orton, Wyatt feud, Orton, you know, beat him clean and his team won tonight pretty, uh, pretty decisively. So it doesn't make me excited for this feud to keep going. And they've been going since summer, you know, since a little after SummerSlam. It's, and it's never been that hot and it still isn't. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely bizarre. Uh, Glenn, what did you think about this? Any uh, were you any more optimistic about the uh, oh, the long term prospects of this? No, I mean this this needs to be done. This needs to be over with. It's just gone on way too long. It's not interesting. And I bet you that, like myself, a lot of people, the only reason we didn't turn it off is we thought maybe there'll be a surprise at the very end, since it is the SmackDown after Mania. Maybe they'll trot somebody out or do something special. Um, but yeah, just what a lackluster note to end the week on. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I, I I literally do not know what they're going for on this. I don't know if Randy Orton, are we supposed to cheer him at this point? Who's the heel? Who's the face? Uh, it, it's just, it's just bad. Uh, there, there's it's, everything about it is lukewarm at best and uh, atrocious at worst and just embarrassing. Speaking of uh, who's the heel, who's the face, did you hear at the beginning JBL mess up that that line written out for him? They cheer the guys they normally uh, oh, yes. the guys they normally cheer. Like he stumbled over that so bad at the beginning. Just like, man, they're really trying to make that a thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I wanted to bring that up, that they started off the show. They just had to let, uh, let us know, like, hey, everybody, this is going to be a weird night. You know, <laughs> which it wasn't really. I mean, I feel like that was a, that's the Roman Reigns disclaimer. Like, hey, everybody at home. Yes, we know it sounds like they really hate this guy, but they love him, and you're supposed to love him as well. I don't get it. Like, hey, tonight they're gonna boo John Cena. You know, like John Cena gets booed every week, and every it it just seemed like the same, just amplified to me. Yeah, was there any reaction on the show that you wouldn't have expected? Maybe Orton not getting booed that much, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was pretty much what you'd expect. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that was uh, that was SmackDown. Let's just kind of talk about a few other things that have gone down over the past couple days. Uh, I think a lot of fans are probably broken hearted over this, but uh, on Raw Talk, Matt Hardy and uh, Jeff Hardy came out, and looks like the broken gimmick is dead. He was just he was out of character. He was just himself, you know, happy and thankful to be back in WWE. Uh, Glenn, what, what did you think about this? What do you think about the potential end of the broken gimmick? Um, I'm curious where they're going to go with it. It was very interesting to see them on Raw Talk the other night, which I caught after our podcast. Um, I, I feel like I 
don't know quite what they're doing with the characters yet. Um, it seems like the direction, as as it was in the interview last night, you know, they've been on their their uh, what would they call it? Their quest for gold, their trip around the world, just getting the different belts. They yeah. they made it seem like this is the older, wiser Hardys coming back to the WWE. So I, I almost predict that it's going to be like they handled the Dudleys, where we really don't get the characterization so much as the idea that like they're just back to you know, conquer the division that they feel that they really began. Well, yeah, I, I mean, Matt Hardy pretty much ended the character on Twitter, you know, when he said his uh, his condition it may it has been contained because of the the reaction at WrestleMania. So I think that was him kind of putting the, the gimmick to rest. Now, um, there are aspects, you know, I think Matt Hardy with that broken gimmick uh, could have been a top star just the Hardys as the Hardys. I mean, we've seen how far they've gone before. Um, will it change? I mean, they're going to get huge reactions for the next, for a while. And the Hardys have always gotten big reactions, but it'll get tempered. And Vince, you know, as soon as he loses interest, uh, he loses interest. So we'll just have to see if they could keep it up. Um, and, you know, I don't know where things are with, impact wrestling and matt hardy regarding the legal aspects i know they've sent cease and desist letters letters and things like that but there's been no law lawsuit filed so um it's not clear who you know there's no not not one side technically owns it so but i don't think matt hardy wants to go you know to court over it uh i, I doubt impact does with how much money they're you know they draw and, and generate right now. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It, I, I think the broken gimmick's gone, uh, but there are aspects to it. Like the whole delete thing. I don't know if you can stop someone from saying delete and that whole, the, the whole delete mannerism. I mean, maybe they could, um, saying that is trademark for that character that, you know, that was, uh, debuted on impact wrestling. Um, but if not, I mean, that's something that could really get over and it, it you know, people are already doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a shame there. I mean, there was uh, tens of thousands of people at WrestleMania doing the delete thing, and that originated on Impact, and, you know, 300 to 400,000 people at most are watching it. So they, they had a little something there. Uh, Glenn, are you upset that the gimmick is over with, I guess? Uh, no, I mean, not necessarily. I think you should always look to be reinventing yourself as a performer. And I think that if they're going to do this and come to the WWE, there's normally two ways that it can go, it, you know, similar to an NXT call up. Um, like what they did with Bailey. It's like, okay, we have, we have two choices. We can either retell the story that we already told in another promotion, or we could do something completely different. Um, there's a third option, which is the WWE could just sort of, nosedive the whole thing in the ground by not really committing to either um but i think wow. that with the hardys i could see them reinventing themselves yet again for this and i think it's a good opportunity yeah yeah i the, I, I agree with reinventing yourself but it's usually after something gets tired or old the broken thing hadn't even gotten to the main rock you know to yeah a, a huge you know wide audience and it could have failed um, because WWE writers writing for that could have easily just killed that thing to the ground. Um, but, you know, I, I just feel like we just never know the potential of that because it wasn't, you know, we're not going to be able to see it on, on that wide, wide, you know, to that wide national audience. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's, it's definitely could have been very wrestle crap worthy, had they gone broken hardies in a couple of years, we'd look back and go just, oh man, they just did not get that at all. But I, I, like you said, he could have been a potential main eventer. Uh, I think they could have, if Vince would have got it, he would have had a lot of fun with that. I mean, it, yeah, it's weird. It's out there, but so is Bray Wyatt stuff. Uh, but that's just bad stuff. So I, I can't help but think they kind of dropped the ball here unless they were just afraid of the legal implications Oh, they definitely. Uh, were. I mean, other. It, yeah. I mean, that's you know. Um, it, it, they'd use it if they could. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that's why they were originally interested in them. But why get involved in a legal fight when it, it probably doesn't make that much difference business wise? Um, I, they'd probably sell more merch with the, you know because it would be different, different merch as opposed to what they they'd sold for the Hardys before. But I, it's probably it's not worth the legal hassle in, in their eyes clearly yeah that's true uh i guess do you see this going better 
at least uh, better than uh, the Dudleys did on their return? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it's cl- it's different already in the the fact that they they won the tag titles right off the bat. That's true. Yeah. Um, but you remember those uh, the ovations that the Dudleys, you know, that they got in the beginning, and then. You know, they, they they picked up some steam. They were getting wins. And then, you know, Vince just used them to put over other tag teams and they just lost all the time. Um, and that's that's been the case with, you know, a lot of the guys that he brings back from the Attitude Era. With, with Rob Van Dam is kind of the same thing. He, he's just losing nonstop. Um, so history tells us that they'll probably be hot for a few months and then revert to just putting other teams over. Yeah, that's what I say. I guess, Glenn, let me just ask you, what do you, where do you see the Hardys at one year from now? It's tough. I think, I think a year from now, they will be in a new and original storyline. I think they're going to probably coast through the next pay-per-view doing what they're currently doing. Um, but I, yeah, I easily think by SummerSlam, we will have fully fleshed out in-depth storylines. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll, they'll break up again. Maybe they'll do some single stuff. Maybe they'll do a feud, Um, but I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what happens there. And I think in the meantime, we'll definitely get the crowd participating with the delete chance. You know, I just had to look it up uh, to confirm it, but I think that's how the WWE gets to have their cake and eat it too. Um, They can have the crowd chanting delete and not shut it down. You know, uh, great example, Sami Zayn uh, with Olay, you know, that is a written song. I mean, it is by the bouncing souls. It does have writing credits on it. And the crowd sings that at every event, the WWE didn't have to clear it, doesn't have to pay royalties. If someone tries to sue them, they could be like, hey, it's not us, man, it's the crowd. Right, but they can't sell merch with it, though. Yeah, that's true. Although delete, I don't know. If there's a trademarked logo, that's that's where you get in the difference. I mean, oh. a trademark isn't for a word. A trademark is for the way you stylize it and you present it. So if there's a piece of merchandise out there already that says delete, that's in a specific font and a specific style, and Impact has been selling that, the WWE cannot do it in that same style, but just the word itself, you can't trademark a word. You can't copyright a word. But can't you associate it with a character? Like, like I'm guessing like if Undertaker um, had went to WCW, they wouldn't be able to sell merchandise with RIP on it. Uh, R.I.P. Actually, you absolutely could. R.I.P. With, with is, a, for that's related to the Undertaker. Well, the way you, reason you could do it is because you offer pr- something that's pre-existing, and R.I.P. being such a long-standing, you couldn't get a trademark for for R.I.P. or Rest in Peace or any. No, variation. no, I I know you can't get it for that term, but to tie it with a, a wrestler's manner, you know, their character, saying like, yeah, you know, like like a hat, you can't character, you can't trademark, but you could say the the look is you know associated with is our intellectual property you could threaten to sue with that but i don't think you could win a lawsuit with that that's a that's a really tough one that's a real real tough one to do because rip has been around i mean hundreds of years uh so i think that it depends on how they stylize it and how they do it and that's what we see a lot with merch i mean if you look at all the i don't want to say bootleg stuff that's out there but all the unauthorized stuff out there um a lot of it clearly falls under parody a lot of it clearly falls under you know it's just a word or a chant and the wwe doesn't it seems like they don't waste their time with merch if it's something that couldn't be trademarked in a in a recognizable form in some sort of stylized presentation um, you know, I was even looking last night cause I was curious if they were getting on the bandwagon with the Usos. Uh, I don't know if we want to talk about talking smack, but they made a surprise appearance at the end, you know, in their yeah. day one ish hoodies. And it's like out there, just lots of people selling bootlegs of those, but there's nothing official in that channel. And then when you look out there, you see that a lot, a lot of people are getting away with selling stuff. There's just a word or a catch, you know, not even a catchphrase, just like an associated term, as opposed to something that's more stylized, which is what the WWE seems interested in putting on t-shirts. And it should be noted that if you do a search on like the impact wrestling YouTube channel, we, we had noted this on the site a, a couple of weeks ago that if you do a search um, on like broken, uh, they have the little trademark logo for broken Matt or brother Nero, things like that, but they don't have it for delete. So it's yeah. like, um, so I guess it's, oh, okay. they're not even, I mean, I guess they could use that. Yeah. You're broken not- Matt. That's something you could trademark. Even just broken Matt, broken, you know, uh, broken Matt Hardy, but delete, you're not going to get a trademark. Uh, and if anyone ever wants to mess around with this, you know, the U.S. trademark and patent database is online. It's actually fascinating. You can go through and look at what's a live trademark that was granted versus stuff that's a dead trademark that was disputed and not granted or that somebody walked away from. Um, and I know there's a lot of stories. I mean, Raj, you see this, um, the wrestling press, because they'll note 
like what was the famous one last year? WWE trademarked the term lady balls. <laughs> Steph used that in one promo. Um, but you can find out what's coming up a lot of times by searching what the WWE is registering trademarks for. Well, remember when they were trying to trademark the click sign? Yeah. 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 The hand gesture. Uh, I, I can't, I'm not sure if that went through or not. I'll, I'll look into that. But um, they have t shirts of it. But yeah, I don't know if. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But that's the um, thing. Like, yeah, you could trademark a drawing of the fingers doing it, but you can't trademark an actual gesture. Okay. Yeah. So that's what they're trying. Um, ah, interesting. Uh, so just correct me if I'm wrong. Matt Hardy did the delete movement at WrestleMania and didn't do it at Raw. He did it. He like he he wasn't like overly doing it. He did it like yeah. once and stopped. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um. I like on Reddit there was a there was a guide saying now everyone remember you do it with your finger. Or else it really looks like you're doing a Sig Howe on camera. Oh, interesting. Yeah, everyone was like, remember, you really got to do the finger point with it uh, for the swipe, you know? Yeah, he he definitely was not embracing it at WrestleMania. It seemed like he was just kind of doing a little acknowledgement to the crowd over that. Right. And and the same as when he drops the terms, like wonderful and things like that. He's, you know, he's clearly not doing the broken gimmick when he's doing these interviews, but he's dropping little, just little, you know, it's a little nod to, you know, tip of the hat to to his fan base yeah and i just i thought it was interesting that the first time we really heard about anything impact tna related in years was the f the owl chance uh on air (laughs) (laughs) otherwise it's been a long time since they really like there were a few f chants that made it on air on raw which was was surprising to me i yeah for sure i thought they would bleep or silence that out for a bit oh, i'm wondering what the standards now are for cable because there's like uh i don't know if you guys have heard of that show atlanta yeah um, yep. it's on fx but they use the f word all the time uh walking dead they use the s word all the time so um there are certain way you know words you can now say after a certain time um so yeah i guess i don't know if Using, I mean, I would think that early with the F chant on camera, uh, you could probably get a uh, you know complaints to the FCC about that. Yeah. See, I, I mean, for an adult, I found it very funny, but I mean, having a kid and they still appeal to children uh, generally, especially with like Roman Reigns and John Cena. I don't know if I would, would if I had a kid. I don't know if I'd want them listening to that at seven. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, seeing that WrestleMania post you know rock the post wrestlemania rock crowd i'm like i would not want to take my kids to that yeah no no absolutely oh no that would be that'd be like the worst one to take children to (laughs) um so according to this uh the fcc only regulates broadcast networks so south park famously like a decade ago did the f word um fx networks did it with the people versus oj simpson there was an f word on basic cable last year so it's really at the discretion of the broadcaster uh, yeah, I thought there was something where, where, like, if you have a series, you can only say the F word so many times. So I thought the O.J. Simpson one did it, like, once. Yeah. And it really stood right. out. And I thought, um, like, you can't have nudity and stuff on, you know, on uh, broadcast, I mean, on cable. I feel like they keep pushing the ba- the boundaries on that. Um, I don't know, the Americans, uh, a couple weeks ago, had Kerry Russell, like, full from the back. Uh, I mean, this was more than just, like, a glance of Dennis Franz's butt on NYPD Blue <laughs> 20 right. years ago. Yeah. But no, I mean, this was like full on. And um, yeah, I think standards keep getting looser. They did that on NBC where they yeah. had uh, really? that show, This Is Us, which is like a family show. <laughs> and they had the the guy uh, who played Ro- Rocky's kid. Yes, I know you're talking about it. Yeah. Yellow, uh, starts with a V. V-, v-, v- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, did, they had an ass shot of him. And I was like, ah, what's, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> So, so the Attitude Era, there's nothing keeping the Attitude Era from coming back, is what we're basically saying. Oh, it's all on perfect. WWE creative at this point. Well, they yeah, they got tons of kitty sponsors now. They don't want, <laughs> and they're you know, Man. I mean, they're public before, but yeah, mm-hmm. Snickers all over it. I saw online, so they did another one with Enzo and Cass and Becky Lynch. Uh, there was the one with Bailey they've been showing. There's the one with Sheamus. Oh, I mean, they're really ramping up that promotion. Yeah, yeah, that's a good sponsor for them to have, and it's. I guess cool that they're doing their own commercials. I just not not really for me. Yeah. They're, they're fine. <laughs> uh, I like the Bailey so, one, but that was about it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Recently. Whenever I click on YouTube, though, I have to watch that one. It makes me watch it for 30 seconds. So I've already seen it a dozen times. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some other news kind of breaking today outside of WWE. Aaron Rex, the former Damian Sandow, is apparently already done uh, with Impact. He I, He's only been there less than a year. Uh, he recently rebranded himself as a character, taking on a Liberace style gimmick. Uh, Raj, what did you think about that gimmick, and are you surprised to hear that he's already gone? I, I am. I mean, he wasn't at the last tapings, but I feel like no one noticed um, yeah. that he wasn't there. It, 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 I don't know. That Aaron Rex gimmick, just I, I don't know how far you could take it uh, with the Liberace stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of like when these guys will bring people that got over in WWE because of comedy and then trying to turn them serious, you're forgetting what got them over in the first place. So, I mean, they, yeah. I feel like they really should have still kept Damian Sandow doing the comedy uh, as opposed to trying to be the serious ca- character because he was dead within a few weeks. Um, but that being said, he kind of hinted at retirement. Um, you know, I think I think he'd make a great addition in WWE or, you know, uh, ROH uh, now that the Hardys are gone, could, oh, could yeah. use something. Um, yeah, you could have NXT, you know, we talked about NXT being, you know, depleted. Um, so he, he would add a lot there too, and he'd be really over with that crowd. So uh, hopefully he's not done, and uh, he's just kind of uh, rethinks things over, and, uh, and we see him again. Because there's a lot of potential, and he, it's hard to get over with the wrestling crowd, and he got over. And so th- th- it would be a waste. Yeah, kind of like you said, he, he, he came in with so much hype for impact you know, relative to them. Uh, he just caught a really bad promo his first night in. Uh, it was like he was burying his old uh, act, but people really loved that act, so they didn't they didn't know how to uh, feel about him, how to embrace him. He switched characters multiple times. He went back to the uh, Sandow gimmick, kind of, and then he became Liberace. Glenn, did you like the gimmick at all? And uh, what are yeah, your thoughts on his future? I thought it was it was like bootleg Dalton Castle, like without the fun. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just bad timing with impact. I think when you look at where impact is now um, versus when he got there and just all, I mean, he came in what, like a month or two before the, well, we don't know if we're going to be in business for the next tapings, uh, that whole stretch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think it was bad timing, you know? And I think that now, man, I would love to see him uh, go back to NXT or the WWE and just have them do something with him. I mean, I think he's very likable and it definitely from listening to his interview, uh, that sort of post-mortem he did with Chris Jericho, clearly the guy's a wealth of ideas. Um, I just think he needs the right stage to, to, you know, uh, execute them on. Yeah. I, I think he came in. Yeah. During like that Billy Corgan era as well. Uh, cause he got involved in the grand championship stuff. I would have been more curious what Corgan would have done with him. I think when they let, uh, him come up with his own gimmick that he had originally pitched to WWE years ago, it just wasn't a good gimmick. It just wasn't for him. Uh, but like you guys said, I hope he shows up somewhere. Talented guy, and he's still uh, young enough to have a few more years in the business. Yeah, if that's what he wants to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was doing some movie stuff, too. Um, so maybe he just wants to try to jump into acting full-time if if it's possible. I don't know, man. I watched the Marine 5 the other day, and let me tell you, a lot of wrestlers out there that can act. Yeah. Crowded is, is the Miz not good? I've, not, I've never watched any of those movies. You know, the Marine 3 and 4 actually are surprisingly <laughs> solid. Um, the Marine 5, let me just say, if you've ever wanted to see an action film that took place in an amusement park's parking garage, uh, the Marine 5 is the film for you. Am I free to just skip Marine 1 and 2, or will I just be completely you know, lost? I, I still haven't watched Marine 1 and 2 yet. Uh, from what I understand, wow. 3 and 4. So it's the same character in 3, 4, and 5. Um, it, it's we, You know, I'll say this. Bo Dallas is like the co-star of the Marine 5. He's like the main bad guy. Wow. Um, and he actually does an okay job. You kind of laugh the first time you see him because he got the teardrop tattoos and the long hair and the bandana. And you're just kind of like, okay, this is silly. Um, but he is not the problem with the film. The problem is that they literally tried to make this for like a hundred bucks and change. So they shot about three quarters of it take place in a parking garage. 
um oh, which wow. is just like the deadest set i've ever seen and remember uh 12 rounds three lockdown takes place in an office building i mean wwe is kind of the masters of this like we have a cheap location but in this case they they went way too cheap on it uh i don't plan on watching any of the movies <laughs> um <laughs> as far as needing to see the other ones to be caught up with this it, it reminds me do you guys ever watch seinfeld and uh oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. costanza didn't like home alone 2 until after he saw home alone 1 and that got him when <laughs> he got it uh I, i'm guessing that that's not what marine 5 is i'm sure you could watch it without needing to see any of the other ones yeah. oh man i got my weekend planned out then there you yeah. go. You know, I watched the Jetsons uh, one that they came out with, oh, the WrestleMania. Yeah, that is actually uh, Raj. We didn't talk about that. I feel like we should just put the screen grabs I took from that on the site. Uh, like Vince McMahon riding like Rosie the robot as a futuristic hover scooter. Um, uh, them dressed up in disguise with Elroy as Roman Reigns and uh, Judy as Becky Lynch trying to sneak into a WWE show. Like it's silly, but that was actually a lot of fun. That's like a fun really? 90 okay. minutes. Yeah, if you got kids or if you just want to maybe, you know, uh, uh, ingest some sort of substance and have a great <laughs> hour and a half yeah. put on WWE and the Jetsons and Robo WrestleMania. It's very yeah. cute. They, they, they used to send me the screeners for these movies. And uh, I, I watched uh, 12 rounds and then, uh, you know, I skipped a few. Then they sent me the Scooby-Doo WrestleMania one without, I didn't ask for it. They sent it. So I <laughs> felt like I had to do re a review. I watched it. And then um, after that, I, I would reply and say, look, don't send me these. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, even watching them was just too much time for, for what it was. Wow. Don't send me your free movies. <laughs> yeah, that's a statement um i feel that the jetsons and the flintstones are like the last two cartoons vince mcmahon has ever watched probably that is probably true yeah yeah uh cool i mean is, anything else on your guys mind or anything uh cool coming up on the site in the next few days raj uh we got the rest of my interview with medusa and ddp i think medusa will go up this week uh ddp next week um and we might be doing one more podcast at the end of this week to try it out, uh, an end of the week podcast and, and see how it goes covering 205 Live, NXT, uh, Impact, and anything else that happens in the next couple of days. So um, look for that. And um, I think that's, that's kind of about it right now. Uh, Glenn, any other, is there anything we didn't really cover? I think we got just about everything. I, I feel like we missed a couple things in just, I mean, we talked about so much in the last couple of days. I'm sure there's some details. So if anyone in the comments is like, you didn't talk about this, it's like, this is a lot of stuff happened this week. Uh, but the important news, Raj, we made it. It's Wednesday we morning. Did. Yeah. It's, it's time to get some scotch. Good job, um, guys. Someone's asking about wrestling. Yeah. Someone's asking about The Undertaker. Um, yeah. I mean, it, 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 look, they're not, a fit, they're asking if he's officially done. WWE is not officially saying he's done, but I think it's pretty clear that he is. And <laughs> come back and look at him in the ring. Like, you know, when you chant one more match, like this is what one more match looks like people. <laughs> yeah. But that being said, um, how often do wrestlers retire and then come back? Um, oh, please just, no. not, not I, just I, I, I think he's done, but the amount of money he makes for one WrestleMania match and it's it's you just never know but you know he's he's put off full hip replacement um for a while now but and it looks like he's going in for some surgery so i don't know if it's the full hip replacement if it is i think that pretty much that's the end but i i, I think my my prediction is that that was his last match was it it's a shame that they didn't get to hype it that way i think they could have made a lot of money but it was also a pretty fitting ending i do think by hyping it that way it gives it away the ending mm -hmm. i felt like th there was a lot of intrigue with this with how they would go uh and i think if you knew he's facing roman as the undertaker's last match i think everyone would kind of know that roman was winning um so i i i actually don't mind the way that they i mean they could have added their retirement step where roman says oh, sure, sure. then this <laughs> is your last match and then that you know that that would have made it even more intriguing and uh and you still do the retirement yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought it played out well and I, I can't even imagine who he would take on in a year or two years if he wants to come back. Uh, I think like AJ Styles is the only person that could get a good match. 
out of him at this point. Yeah. I, I don't even know about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he, you know, he, he just can't, I mean, he, the, the amount of wear and tear he's put on his body with his, a guy, his size is doing, you know, plancha. I mean, uh, suicide dives to the outside of the ring, all the stuff that he'd do over the years. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's tough. He's 52 years old. Someone's asking about DDP on ESPN. You know, the host has got to be a prick if you get DDP going off on you. <laughs> but, uh, that was but interesting. I, yeah. Yeah. Dan, what's his name? Dan. Dan. Love. Leotard. Leotard. Levitard. 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 I guess that's his shtick is to get people annoyed, but um, it worked. Got D- he got under DDP skin. Uh, someone's asking if it's a Macho Man shirt I'm wearing. It is. Uh, so with DDP, what happened was uh, the guy was asking um, Dallas about his, his, if he's had real beefs. And Dallas started talking about um, you know his feuds in the ring. I think he was talking about wrestling Macho Man, stuff like that. And then the guy was like, no, I mean your real feuds. And kept pressing him on about you know his backstage stuff with Scott Steiner and comments Ric Flair made about him. And then finally Dallas lost. It was like, man, you know, I answered your question, dropped the F-bomb a few times, <laughs> and then they cut away. So you, you don't normally see that. I mean, you ask almost any wrestler who's the most uh, positive guy and they always say it's Dallas. So. Yeah. It seemed like it was just a miscommunication. Like the, the announcer or the radio host, he was trying to be funny, but it came across as really abrasive and, and kind of rude. So I think DP took it the wrong way and it just, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Dallas must be beat from this whole weekend too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Doing that interview at the end, and you know, uh, I, I could see the the fuse being a little shorter than it normally is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, cool. All right, guys, thank you so much for the show. Uh, we will have this up. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. Wrestling Inc. Uh, we might be back later this week. Otherwise. Uh, We'll be back on Monday. Uh, Raja and uh, Matt Morgan and Glenn, right? Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Uh, Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. Uh, I'm Andrew Socek, and thank you for watching. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.